live on the internet. Can you turn your camera to the left? I think I'm going to move my position. Oh, well, left and down-ish. What's going on? You all right? Uh, I mean, do I lie or? <laughs> no, you don't lie. You'd be totally honest. Uh, what up, Jason Taylor, Dennis Hornbeck, Kurt Rowell is first, Dennis D. Cool. All right, let me get the... So I got a perfect... I'm trying to get the chat in here, because if I don't get the chat, I can't see what's going on kind of thing. I gotcha. I have uh, a perfect topic for us to start with. Wow, Kurt's in here? And it might just happen to be Kurt. I yeah. met Kurt this weekend. Yeah, did you actually school him on actual BMX topics instead of just like having normal conversations like people do? Uh, I don't remember. We didn't talk about BMX. We did talk about BMX. It honestly was almost just like one of these conversations, but in person. Am I in the right position? Or you You're me? perfect. Cool. Just the way you are. So what's up? You're not wearing a hat. You're not eating. Yeah. Um. Uh, BMX is in the morgue. No, it's not. Well, you can go ahead and live your fantasies and think that BMX is growing, and I'm gonna be the first person to tell you, it's on a decline. It's not like gas prices. It's definitely not going up. Yeah, except. As long as there's people starting to ride and people riding, BMX is not dying. All right, I'll, I'll could be a negative. Let me. All right, BMX is amazing. All of the dudes that used to ride, Jay Miron, Dave Miron, are all back. That doesn't. BMX is good. That has nothing to do with the status of BMX. <laughs> if Jay Miron was riding right now, BMX would be a thousand times better. Kurt said, "Oh God, here we go. The sky is falling. The sky is just fine. BMX is just fine, and it will be just fine." And if it hasn't died yet, it ain't gonna die. It's died in 1992. We're it here. Died if it died, we wouldn't be here. All I'm saying is if something dies, it's gone. Let's be positive today for once and not be a jackass. <laughs> oh, I have a whole new appreciation for Kurt having met him in person. Yeah, you realize that monotone voice of his is isn't the way you think it is no i just he's a person he's a person just like everybody else we've got a uh, naked hd xyz online strips with i can't say that or i'll probably get flagged <laughs> yo what's up cx no sure. i think it's just the uh the inflation from the corona prices and everything, the way things are reacting, and people just have a lot of product. So if bike shops are down, I feel down. So It'll like be okay. Eight hours of being a uh, therapist. So this is our happy <laughs> time. This is our happy time to talk about okay. why BMX is Here great. Goes. I had a conversation with Vic Murphy a few days ago. 
and one of the little kids that uh, we hook up uh, on the theory team. Uh, Vic Murphy said he has one of the best tabletops in BMX right now. Let me show it to you. Wow, that's a big claim. Are Josh they? O'Farrell. That's right. Uh, Kevin Zavala's in here. JDA. And I'm going to overly show this one because it's probably the best thing I've seen in BMX in a long time. That's bunny hop. Yeah. Hot dang. Yeah, that's uh, that's insane. That's all I got to say. Uh, that cheers me up. I think in BMX we need a lot more tabletops. And wheelies. I'll take wheelies. Wheelies is what's saving BMX. Can you imagine? I don't mean like that kind of wheelie. <clears throat> I mean like somebody's riding a wheelie across the pyramid and then bar spinning out. Anyways, uh, can you imagine if uh, tabletops and wheelies were a thing again? If tabletops were a thing again? For, like, fully? Oh, you're talking about going all the way back and then somebody doing a wheelie and then throwing a bar spin. You're talking about, like, at the beginning. Or you just fuck with me because... I think more wheelies in BMX would be amazing. I'm being serious. Like, not not just, like, riding a wheelie down the street and doing that kind of stuff. I'm talking, like, in a line. Instead of doing a manual between grind ledges, What's someone's up, literally sure? riding a wheelie. And throw a bar at the same time? Whenever. Flatlands back in X Games. True. I wonder who's going who's gonna to be the person running that. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, who's gonna be the person like uh, in charge of it? Who's well, gonna be the judges for the? Oh, I got you. For that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope, I hope they. I don't even give a shit anymore. I hope that they actually choose someone like uh, Chad DeGroot, uh, Scott Powell, uh, Keith. Uh, who's the dude that nobody could ever beat, and he was invincible. Um, road for GT. Help me out, somebody on here. I'm not sure. Uh, who's the best Flatlander ever and kept winning every X Games gold? And then he lost to Ruben, or uh, Ruben Castillo, and Ruben Castillo messed up his run like six times, but he still beat Trevor. Trevor Meyer. Trevor Meyer. Anybody else here? No, apparently not, not yet. The only guy there wasn't there. enough time. Uh. Marty Koopa. Yeah, Kurt said Trevor Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CX said okay. Trevor Meyer. Um, so, I, it'd be rad if they could get Trevor Meyer or some names like that to come in there. I, I think that would really be great. Well, Brian Tunney works at X Games and ESPN, doesn't he? So he's the one who runs the chat when they're live on uh, live on YouTube. Yeah, but X I think Games. he does a lot of the back-end stuff. Like well, just the, the fact um, that he's there means oh, that, that he's I talking that, to people. So, like... That definitely Hopefully. might have been, that could have been a spark of it. And then also with everybody paying ads and having, who's that new kid that does Flatland? Like there's one famous Flatlander now. What's that kid's name? The kid that rides on Haro. I'm not going to, I am I know you know his name. I'm not going to say it for you. Uh, I can't say his name right. So, Mateus? There, I knew you knew it. You were just trying not to say it. Uh, I think with how much, like, 
uh, ads and things. Like if you go to Google and you just look up anything, you can look up gas prices. Eventually he pops up in an ad. Like he's in ads for everything. Watches, um, the source, the source, the source. The what source. do you want to bet that uh, he has an agent and his agent's but good? I, I want to bring up something, and I don't give a fuck how much. Are we going to talk about this? Is I'm this uh, the source thing? I'm going to bring it up, and I don't give a shit. I want to hear how you explain it, because I actually know the back end of how the system of that it, they used for that works. All I know is imagine owning a bike shop and some kid goes into Google and he types in downtown BMX, he types in stacked BMX, he types in LBs, he types in Empire, and it shows Empire, but when you click it, it goes to the source. That is a real thing for a whole bunch of bike shops in the UK and around Europe, and it is totally insane. So, Well, hold on. Before you go to that one... How about even more insane? No, that one's actually, actually, absolutely fucked up. Yeah. But the idea that they have the hashtag, or they have the hashtag or the text of BMX. If you text, if you put in BMX, it goes, even today, it goes USA, and then it goes BMX Wikipedia, and then it goes right to the source. USA BMX shows up first for me, then yes. Wikipedia. Now I'm and still going. Two, I'm going. Yep, source is third. Selling. They're not something that's selling something. Those are right. something to do with what we're doing, or to do with BMX. And they're well, the- see, here's the thing about this: this thing, source being third in the BMX search. This is an organic search result. They aren't paying for this. This is real. This is coming up because Google thinks that that is what people want to see. The the things that uh, with the bike shops in Europe, they uh, they had to pay for that to show up because those were ads. It said ad beside it, and I work with Google Ads on a weekly basis. Those text-based ads that show up on a competitor's search result are something that you specifically target, and you you whittle down and you say when someone searches these keywords i want to show up and i'll pay this much money to do it and uh there's a couple possibilities here we got to give them the benefit of the doubt because it's entirely possible that they outsourced this their advertising through google ads to another company did they respond to this yes they did i didn't see that where'd they respond to it uh also to kurt uh, I would like to say I don't sell to them in the United States. I do drop ship with them. And the relationship that we have with them, business-wise that way, I have no clue. I don't own the company. I do know if I have my own personal choices. Obviously, I can't do everything publicly on here. And obviously, I'd like to say obviously. Obviously, must obviously duh. But I will say I'm probably the only person in the industry that goes over and beyond the stick up for bike shops. And I don't give a shit what anyone says. I know that I am probably a huge person that does do that. And I do step over boundaries. And things that you guys say in here, or people that are a part of stuff, like Kurt can go ahead and you know have pieces of everything, but like I do do what I can to protect BMX 
and to protect bike shops. We appreciate you, Ricky. Well, uh, I'm not looking for appreciation or anything. I know I'm you're not. I'm just letting you know. Trying to, I'm trying to, like, I... When I retire from BMX, I don't give a fuck what I say. I will say everything, and I will probably turn into catfish. <laughs> and it's probably a horrible thing to do, but internally, I don't think it's a bad thing to do. So. I, I really, really don't, because I'm tired of the curtains being shut. And the idea that bike riders and people that buy product and stuff have the wool pulled over their eyes. And BMX is so tiny, it's very obvious. And then I know it sounds horrible and it sounds like I'm on a tyrant. Or um, it's the Illuminati or doing something. It's just not. It, it's, it's time for a change. Everyone that owns a bike company is almost 60 years old. Like... It's time for new blood. It's time for younger guys, and it's time for the dinosaurs to realize that like things change. But at the same time, you don't just change your complete model and run over the people that have supported you since the beginning. And that's bike shops. And that's your actual customers. And I don't know. I. I'm going to stop you so we can get yeah, back to this I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like in one of those moods right where now. Did it's very hard for me not to be. But anyway, that, where did they that, respond? Huh? Did where they did respond? they respond at? No, they... Uh, where uh, where they put that out? I just, I didn't see it, so I don't uh, know. A certain bike shop in the United States called them out, and then they, I think they did it in their stories or something. Okay. And then it just spread like wildfire to everybody. Okay, so Kurt's... Kurt said that they said it was the Google company doing it for them, which is entirely possible because the way Google ads works, it is so complex that I could see a company like source as big as they are trying to market to the entire world outsourcing their Google ads. I could see them outsourcing it to somebody else, to a company who this is totally normal for because other companies outside of BMX are totally cutthroat and they don't care if they're advertising that way. So I could see how that would be a thing. Where I think that and what I think actually really matters moving forward is that it is stopped and never happens again. Yeah, but that was four days. You had that going for fucking four days and all the major bike shops in the United States were fucking calling them and bitching at them and they eventually had to skip Europe and go right to the United States and get a hold of one person that would answer because nobody was answering for it. So they were doing it for four days. You know what you're doing. There's no way in the world you don't know what you're doing with that. So I I, I totally understand. And and it's m- less likely that they had absolutely no idea about it. But at this point, the source well, think, isn't going anywhere. So if you're giving both sides, and I would also like to like give the benefit of the doubt too i could understand if you i think it started on was it on a friday or something like that and then you had the weekend all i saw was uh neil waddington the guy who runs the ride on bmx uh facebook group he let me pull up his instagram he posted it on his instagram page which appears to be gone now Okay, so his posts are gone. Well, he posted on his Instagram page a screenshot of the search term. It was either Dead Sailor or Entity BMX Shop. 
as a Google search, and then the first result was an ad for source. So that was all I saw from it. I didn't see any shops in the US having that, and I searched it myself for Dead Sailor and Entity, and it didn't show up for me. So what I'm assuming it was, was a targeted search for only people in the region that people actually buy from those shops. Right. Uh, it's tough. Did it actually uh, happen to U.S. bike shops? Yes. I didn't see that, so I didn't know that. I... So it's, like, always hard, because I, 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 I get, like, 30 versions from 30 different people, but they all have the same story, but it affects them in a different way. So when, for me, to make a decision when it comes about biking or doing something is because if said bike shop that has no contact with other bike shops and they all have the same story and they all say the same thing, mm -hmm. I have to go and believe that. Oh, there's Where, no way yes, that you can... I can give the benefit of the doubt of a weekend coming and you don't know that, but you can't put Powers Bike Shop on there and then when you look it up, it doesn't go to their shop. Like, Chad Powers can't spend all of the money that he's spending and then somebody just comes in because they got more money than God and take over his own domain. Now, if it's a mistake... It's well, a that's mistake. not the way that that works, Ricky. It's I, a, I know it doesn't. It's a Google it search. So it's the first search result when someone searches, if it is Powers Bike Shop, for example, and this is what the problem was. Here, I'll just do it on my screen real quick. Oh, I have to exit. Well, I mean, you got mode. Powers in here right now. Oh, he is. What up, yeah. Ricky? I mean, not Ricky. <laughs> I was reading his text. We're actually talking about the whole source BMX thing right now, uh, Chad, if that's you. Uh, so, so let's say, for example, Powers Bike Shop. So right here. Mondak BMX is in here, too. Who? Mondak. Oh, okay. in North Dakota, holding it down for Montana so, and North Dakota. So here's the situation for people who might be confused and don't know what we're trying to talk about right now. This is what, this is what happened over the weekend. It came out that when you searched certain bike shops, and apparently more than I even knew about, on Google, this first ad that would show up, see it says, ad, www.powershowbikeshop. a power bike shop. Well, this would have been source right here. But if you didn't read that, it would say power, it would probably say the exact same thing that it says here. But when you click it, instead of taking you to powers, it would take you to source. And that is because whoever was running the advertising at source had this like running uh, to redirect to there. It wasn't that it was- How, how, how much does a person have to pay to have that though too? So like, it, honestly, ads, you know, ads, honestly, it, it varies. It doesn't, it's not a set thing. It's, they only have to pay more than somebody else might already be paying. So because powers bike shop already has an ad there, all someone else, uh, someone else has to do to be in that spot is pay more than what source or not what source, uh, what powers is paying. Dudes, yeah, that totally happened to us. Okay, so it did. I was just, I didn't know that. I didn't realize it happened. Well, I, so I know that people. all the top bike shops in the United States were all bumped, and all of them had that happen. Yeah, so 
so let's let's hope that it was an advertising agency doing that and now you can see that powers is back there so it seems that it's been corrected it's kind of crazy and i i hope that nobody knew and knowingly clicked the button to make that happen and and you almost feel like like do you feel like that they could actually do that and not think that BMX would implode on them for doing it? Well, it depends on... See... <laughs> just, just talking mm, reasonably about people. In the face. I hate being in the industry. Well, just talking reasonably about people. Okay, so reasonably. Let's like, just say that you own a business and you have enough cash flow to back you on something because of said people. You can do anything you want. Do you think Brian at The Secret, Tom at Empire, Tom and Tina, uh, Kegels, we got, what's, Kegels is in here, Mondak, do you think any of these bike shops that are like this, do you think they got enough money or enough time to do something like this online? No, they don't. They're not, even if Chad's doing online, Brian's the biggest online in the United States, he doesn't have enough time to do that stuff. It has to be somebody that's just specifically doing that and they got enough time but they got enough money to back them obviously now we're doing like conspiracy things and this obviously makes me it it doesn't make me look bad because I'm not doing anything other than sticking up for my customers which are bike shops I'm just saying I feel like that the people there there's no way that they could think that they could do that and get away with it there's no way. Like, that'd be like you going and putting advertising for when animal gets typed into Google. Like, there's no way that if that happened, someone would see that and be like, oh, he did that on purpose. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy that... Well, it's, it, you know, the thing with that happening and it lasting four days is even crazier. And here's the crazier part about it. Imagine if it, I saw in the UK, Crucial BMX was talking about it. Yeah. And I didn't, I just saw that, I didn't see the bike shop one. There was two posts. This guy, this old BMXer in the UK, his name's Waddy or Wadey. I literally was just talking about that guy. Were you listening? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Uh, oh, well, you, you did too? Sorry, I'm... My brain's trying to not say things I know I can't say publicly. So anyway, uh, he had that one about the BMX hashtag. And then I just went on there, but I didn't understand it because it's like past my head. And I had to have 30 people I talked to today explain to me what it is. Now I got an idea. Not as much as you. But there's... It's bad. It's crazy and it's bad. And that's why I say the fact that it was taken care of and like is not there is what we should really like care a lot about right now and also just like i don't know how do i if you're the source do you put out a a press release like talking about this or what i think more companies need to be more vocal number one with their shops and then it'll give the shops more confidence. And then with the information that they get from bike companies to the shops, then the shops can inform 
their customers better with how everything works. With overpricing, underpricing, map pricing, MSRP, uh, direct sales, cost sales, like everything that's going on, there's no reason that there can't just be, like skateboarding does it the best. I hate saying it, but skateboarding companies make all of the prices exactly the same. So when a kid goes somewhere, he's like, I want that deck because I love that company. I want that brand because I love that brand. And he's not fighting for something that's $700 or $200. And then you have $700 items that are cataloged items. And then you have guys that are on the even kill and doing everything great for them. And they're aftermarket parts. And then you have American people that are barely making anything. And they're like way down here. So it's just, I don't know what can happen. I talked to an owner of a said company today. I don't even fuck. I'm just going to say fuck it. Uh, and I said, I think the problem is, is there's a disconnect because they lost the passion that they had before. And almost all the owners, they don't ride anymore. They just own a company. And you can say, oh, yeah, I saw this guy do a trick. or I No, you're not riding. You go out every once in a while. You might still love BMX, but you're not there for the reason that you were there before. And that's supposed to happen. It's a business. But if you're going to run a business, run the business right. Tell your customers what you're going to do and stop undermining all of them. And that's the problem. Every single time that I have to talk to somebody that owns it, I don't own a fucking company. I work for a company and we do everything on the straight and straight. We don't fucking sell direct. We give 50 plus margins and everything's in the shop's favor. And when kids call me and they say, hey, I fucking ripped a grip. Instead of being like tough shit kid, we just help them out and tell them to go to a bike shop. Bike shop places an order, I give them a free grip. It's it's tiresome, especially for a person that has to hear people that have four kids. One of the kids is in the hospital. Somebody has corona. They got to pay rent at the shop and they got to pay four employees. These people are struggling. And then you got company owners where they're putting their whole life into a bike company. And that bike company's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm just going to sell direct. You can just house my stuff. And then I got to sit here as a sales rep and I got to stick up for BMX. How fucking good is that for me? What, what does it do for me for sticking up for BMX? Nothing. I have a fucking headache because now I'm on live going insane. Everyone's <laughs> going to clip everything. 15 owners are going to come on here and be like, oh, fucking Ricky. And then tomorrow my phone's going to blow up. But I'm, I'm to the point where I'm just sick and tired of it because every goddamn owner is getting fucking pulverized. They're getting punched in the face. And it just sucks ass. I don't even know how you're sitting here not cutting me off. You're just letting me bury myself. You well, think. I think I think the <clears throat> big thing that you might want to think about here is, like, how many... I, I understand that you care about BMX and everything, but, like, is it's also, like, you are selling merit stuff to these people. You don't have to be their therapist for BMX. Like, you're just trying to do your job selling stuff, and you're also being a therapist at the same time. So if you could hopefully try and, like, separate the two things, because they're, it's it's not the same. Yeah, but I don't, I don't treat my customers as money. I treat it as a relationship, as, like, a family thing. Like, if you ask Chad, if Chad's still on here, or anybody that does business with on with me on here... They know I don't even try to sell them anything. Does I get it. I'm just saying, I'm trying to say for you mentally, because like, well, mentally you're... I'm fucked anyway, because <laughs> I, 
I'm fucked anyway because I have the sicken sickness of if I'm not even doing anything, I'm still thinking the BMX in 1984. I, like I, for some reason, my like it BMX is what saved me, but it's also like you know my headache at the point because yeah. Well, I'm, here's the thing though. So these other bike companies and the people who are selling direct and all of that stuff, they're not your responsibility. You right. are doing everything that you can do with merit to do the right thing in merit's eyes, in your eyes, and you're doing things correctly and selling, selling good margins to the bike shops. And that's all you can do. All you can really do in all this is just be the change that you want to see in no, BMX. I, you're a hundred percent wrong. And whoever the kid Willow thirty three is, uh, I think there needs to be people out there that at least have the balls to stick. I literally, let's just fucking Chad, get Chad on. Here. Ricky, you have thing? Ricky, no. calm down and let me finish my sentence. Go ahead, finish your sentence. You're not listening. I'm listening. Go ahead. What I'm saying is, in regards to merit, you can't control what other people are doing all you can do is what is right in your eyes and in mike's eyes with merit we can talk about these things and try to talk about stuff so people are aware and make things better but at the end of the day the only full thing that you are responsible over is merit so i i think it it might be helpful to try and not feel responsible for what other people are doing, but still try to help it. Do you get what I'm saying? I I mean, I guess. Separate the responsibility of what you're trying to do from what you can actually like be responsible for and take responsibility for, if that makes right. sense. Right, and can also just give the fuck up, too. That would be another option. I mean... That's always an option, but that's not the good option. That's the temporary solution. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of people take the easy way out, and you're definitely not doing it. But that's selfish. BMX in a whole needs to like get itself together. That's that's 100% true. The thing what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to help and do what we literally that's why i do these talks on my channel is to try and help bmx by making these types of things known about i'm just saying to separate feeling responsible for the changes not happening you know what i'm saying like like yes try to help it but don't feel responsible for it not changing if it doesn't <laughs> uh a vacation might do you some good, Ricky. <laughs> I think the hardest part that I have... I see... I don't know who this Kip guy is. And I'm really taking it... I'm getting defensive about it. Because I know what I do for BMX. And I'm not here to be like oh give me credit for anything but the thing that upsets me more than anything is how negative and bad things can be in the background and people that ride don't see it so that's that's the hard part for me 
and it's hard as somebody that loves BMX and knows what's going on and then a person that's in the industry it's really tough because the negativity that's behind it not where I work not with the people that I do business with but with what I see people doing I am tired of that so so I think it's great that we talk about those things and try to change them but just maybe not feel the responsibility if it doesn't change because all you can really do is try like if it doesn't work well that's not your fault so don't like don't try to feel like it is or not try to but try not to let it feel like it is because you're doing all that you can when it comes to merit and that's what I was getting as like you're doing everything you can with merit and you're trying to change it there you can't like go into company whatever random company stuff and change the way they're doing things how many companies are there I don't know no 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 I'm being dead honest I have no idea we're in BMX right this channel's about BMX 40 to 50 fuck no more not even close there's more Hell, way less. Oh. Really? No. Yes. Yeah. No. Sunday has, Sunday has four companies. Sabrosa has four companies. There's... SNM has three companies. Kink has like six. There's no. Think way. about it. Let and me... then take that after you think about it and then realize that it's such a small amount of people. And those small amount of people are easily reached. There should be no problem in BMX. That's what upsets me. There, there's there's problems with everything, though. I, 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 I get that. But what I'm saying, though, is BMX isn't that big that it can't be fixed and it can't be reached. It's, I guess it's just upsetting because I can see the number. And it's literally like 14. There's definitely more than 14 companies, but... Really? Yes. We can name 40 right now. BMX. Just BMX. Yeah. If you count everything, I mean... No, give it... Not everything. You have to... Who owns it? What it goes? Give it to me. Start at the top. The ones that come to mind. We'll go... We'll start with American Made first. Standard. Work BMX. She's got hair. White House. I'm going with the lower, smaller names first, too, because... Okay, go ahead. That's three. Standard, White House, Work BMX, uh, RNC BMX, smaller, uh, West... Not West... Uh, Reclamation, that's that Flatland company making stuff. Keeping it small. I don't have a way to keep track of that. Animal Merit... Uh, BSD, Volume, Demolition, there's 10. No, Volume and Demolition are owned by one thing. But those are companies. No, it's not. By one, don't take an umbrella. Because if you take Merit, I have I have 10 companies underneath me. Well, then you got to use a different word then. Okay, BMX companies. What do you have? You have Kink. Kink owns four other things inside there, so you take those four off, so that's one. Ronnie Bonner... Owns Sub Rosa, owns Rand, owns, uh, what's the other brand he's got? Uh, Shadow Conspiracy, 
UGP, whatever not UGP, I don't even think it's around anymore. Then you go over to Colt. Colt just has Colt itself. It doesn't have a sister company. Sunday has what? Sunday and Full uh, Odyssey are the only two. And? Full Factory. Fairdale, Fairdale whatever it is. Oh, full Factory is their distribution. I think we should be talking about distribution, distributors or conglomerates, not companies. Because company makes breaks down to a way bigger number. Well, you got Nora BMX too. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, There's a lot. Right, but nowhere BMX isn't going out there annihilating bike shops. That's my whole point. Let's just take the big main ones. Is Chad getting on here? I don't know. He said he was downloading Skype. It's mine. G Sports owned by Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Uh, I don't even know if Tree. I don't even want to say it. Tree's still making stuff. Uh, he's got one thing. By the way, Tree does did make some really good parts. Well, apparently they're working on something else too. Uh, Sunday's distributing BSD, but I don't even know how good that's doing. Chad, I just sent you uh, my Skype username on Instagram DM. Uh, we the people. Wilkerson Airlines is probably the best company that someone... Uh, Jeff just said that. BSD is fit. No. No. S&M fit. And then uh, what's their... What's their... Um, the building. Their sister company. No, the building is their distro. But what's their little company called? Revenge? Uh, Revenge, yeah. Wow. Well, I, I hope this is the right button. I hope this works. Uh, I don't know if Mike Mutiny's even around anymore. Oh, look who we have here. Dude, why'd you shave? I don't like it. Dude, I shaved off my face. I don't like it. Holy <laughs> shit. You are you not like you. That, you look like that guy that used to ride for FBM that wore the hoodie and all the uh, commercials back in the day. Who's that dude that had the hoodie on and he had his face shaved and he was always like emo looking too? You look good. <laughs> Thanks. So either way, you probably showed up at the part where I was just flipping out or towards the end of my flip out. But uh, you know, after all the conversations we have, I've done nothing but backed you. And I've done nothing but stuck up for you in probably almost any situation. Even if it's caused me to get in trouble, which I do get in trouble a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Um, I mean, not just me and my shop, but just like all the cooler bmx shops yeah i uh i i i don't know if people get the idea or understand what it's like to be a bmx shop like what you do is <laughs> it's like a guy <laughs> holding a bike on the edge of a cliff on a crate that's tipping over that's how i feel <laughs> it sometimes yeah you know? it, uh it sounds great but it's definitely hard So, I guess, Chad, we brought you into this about the whole source thing. I hope that it's fixed. What's your opinion on it now that it seems to be, like, taken down and is potentially over with? Well, I know for those, like, I guess it was, like, three or four days that that was up. 
Um, I know that our web traffic was definitely down, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it was all um, basically a. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't the one behind getting a hold of source to get that situation fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically it was. They have a lot more money than every other BMX shop. <laughs> right. And and did you hear the whole explanation that I gave about the agencies and stuff that sometimes control those things? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's hard to know and and I don't know if anybody do we expect them to say something about it and give their side of the story or like it does it matter at this point? Like that's what I, I wonder. They would I don't think they would care what other bike shops think. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unfortunate situation. How do you like, how do you feel about it? How about that? Fuck fuck everything else. How do you feel? When you found that out, how did you find it out first and foremost? Who told you? Um, I found out about that from the one shop overseas that posted about it. Crucial, Crucial. BMX? Was it Crucial? Or was that or Entity or a Dead Sailor? I think it was Dead Sailor. And and before we get into this, Chad, don't say anything that you don't feel okay with saying online to the internet. Oh, trust me. He went on live on Dig and said something where I didn't even think he had the balls, but he, <laughs> that's the man. Either way, no, but I mean, when you, when you, when I heard about it, I didn't understand it. That, because it was so crazy to me. But yeah, how did you feel about that? Um, I mean, it was just like a, um... I mean, it sucked, and it was mostly just like, wow, these dudes have so much money that they can basically buy the BMX sh- every BMX shop's name on Google. Yeah. And air, you know, their link as advertising instead of ours. And I'm just like, basically, like it's if they can do that, then there's really no use for us to even do any kind of internet advertising if they can throw their money around like that. Yeah, that's kind of why I was really Did anyone hammering. see if Dan's comp, Dan's comp, and uh, who's the other one? City grounds. If they took over them too. Oh, I don't. I know. I didn't look. I'll well, find that out tomorrow. That's a good question. I don't know about city grounds, but I can find out about Dan's comp. Your point just now, Chad, is why I hammered so hard on the fact that I just hope that it wasn't anyone in, like in charge that knew and like pushed the button to make that happen yeah because it's a very deliberate thing when you're in google ads you have to type in what that headline says when it shows up like how yours says powers bmx shop and it has the little tagline there you put that there on google ads like that is your words so that means somebody had to type that in and I just really hope that it was like this huge misunderstanding by some advertising agency that that's just what they do. But I, I kind of took it as um, a compliment that we're enough on their radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, man. I'm I'm glad to see that it's not like that anymore. And yeah. I, I hope that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll individually get a hold of all these shops and give an explanation or apologize or something. But probably, I don't know. I'm just trying to be the 
devil's advocate. I mean, you're very positive, which is very good. I and just I'm hope. I'm hopeful because we don't know. Over here. But I mean, uh, it's. I'm really glad the person that stuck up for everyone is the guy that me, Chad, Brian, Adam, Flip, John, Tom, we all go to the same guy, and the guy comes through in the clutch and does everything to save BMX all the time, and he never takes credit for it. And I don't even have to say his name, and Chad knows who I'm talking about. Because that man has, all he has to do is say one word, and BMX drops to its knees. So I'm really glad that that man behind closed doors is like our shining knight. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you saw that they did the, the BMX one too. I saw that somebody else, uh, like one of the guys at Crucial or something, were talking about the post for like BMX. Like they were like top on BMX or whatever not, and then then I saw the shop thing. But I mean, they're still top on BMX. If you type the word BMX in Google, it automatically goes. It, well, it's USA BMX, and then the Wikipedia. Then it goes to them. Well, and that's what but, I was saying earlier. Is not they didn't pay for that. That's organic search. That's Google doing that. That's Google serving you source based on your search history and what it thinks you want to see. Okay. That one's not an ad. You can't. There's no way of manipulating that. I not know, that one. I just saw. Okay. I just saw, like, if you typed in the word BMX and I saw a lot of people doing that, I'm like, holy fuck, this is crazy. But I just think it's crazy if I typed in powers and it went right to the source. That's... Yeah. It's way crazy and it's definitely like not right. Theft. That's like going to the skate park, the cop busts you, and I'm like, yeah, uh, my name's Chad. Uh, I live in uh, Virginia. Yeah, uh. The cop would be like, no, 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 you're not at the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Kurt Rowell has a really good question. And since it ain't coming out of my mouth, it's good. Kurt Rowell says, how does Chad feel about companies selling direct? <laughs> I uh, Now that I got off of YouTube watching the video, I can't see any comments right now because I only have my phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think companies... Like the BMX world isn't big enough for BMX shops to be competing against all the other BMX shops on top of every brand selling direct. Um, and I definitely do not like it one bit at all. Yeah. Uh, Kurt said, Kurt said the if, BMX world isn't like the outside world, which he's totally right. Because whoever owns the source is a business guy. And that's yeah. why they own it. It isn't the guys you think it is. It ain't the faces you're seeing. It's the guys behind it. Yep. And so we're, you know, guys that are passionate about something. And it ain't about, like, obviously everyone needs money to survive. But it's more about, I love BMX. And that's what you're in it for. You know, we don't have the means to fight a 17-headed dragon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right? Like, if all these companies start, well, I mean, not start, but yes, Kevin. companies out sell, I don't know if this is the right, the right way to say it, but like, if nobody starts buying from bike shops and they start buying direct with everything, like, where's your local scene going to be? Like, I know a lot of places don't have local bike shops, but like, 
local bike shops are the heart of BMX in general. And without that, like, I don't know. I don't see B, like, I, I think BMX would be in a very, very weird place if there wasn't so the core BMX. Do you, do you think, I mean, I, this isn't something that I think is going to go away. So do you think that there are ways that shops yeah, and companies could work together to make the buying direct thing better? Like, doesn't uh, Trek does a thing where they say Better would be to not do it, period. Well, that's the thing, though. They're not, that's not going to happen because you're and, not going to get every company to do that. I would, I would rather pack 10 giant orders to 10 customers than 50 like little orders to 50 different customers if that makes sense so you know as for you know give them more of an explanation of their uh, back if uh, if a company is i would rather if i was a big brand i would rather pack 10 you know giant bike orders to send to 10 bike shops then i would it would be way more work to send 50 pairs of grips out you know to 50 little you know other little cup little orders or whatever Mm -hmm. it makes way more sense to me and i'm you know biased or whatever but it makes way more sense to me for all these companies to sell to you know ricky how many how many good bmx shops do you have have i lost oh i thought i just read the trek thing uh sorry yeah uh that are a hundred percent without having mountain bikes in it i don't big bmx doesn't take away because now all these companies are trying to do that um 13 maybe in the united states there's like third yeah i always say there's about 1500 only bmx shops but then if you count all the core shop like any other shop that supports bmx you know there's probably what 50 in the country that are like, you know, support BMX pretty fully. Like, like, like hardcore, and let's just say they do more than ten thousand dollars a year. Yeah. I, 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 maybe, maybe. Yeah. So like, and then you got to think about how many shops that would get, hopefully, get back into stocking more BMX if they didn't have to compete with the manufacturers as well. Like, I would much rather sell to those fifty customers all day long then you know have i don't know 100 little orders somebody well, said something good in the chat that i mean could be a thing because i in my eyes the, the selling direct thing i unless all these bike shops get together and go to every company and somehow convince them to just stop it's an unfortunate reality he said shipped direct to local shops is that something that yeah it's called drop ships we, that, we do those too, like for the. Well, well, no, Specialized and Trek are doing this. Oh, now. that, yeah. If there's an order within so many miles of that shop, that shop gets credit for it, basically. Which um, is, is that? What do you think about that for this concept? Some, one company's already doing that and no one's happy about it. Yeah, there's like. One, you just gotta like trust this company that they're gonna give you your, the credit because you otherwise would have no idea. Right. And two, that doesn't actually get a new customer into your door or onto your website. 
I don't know the full details on the Trek thing and the uh, specialized thing, but I think a lot of shops just with what was going on knew it was a great opportunity and a lot of people just sold their shops because they knew they would get the high top dollar for their shops at the time also um when you're a big huge corporation and you own tons of product but you're giving it out in terms and if somebody leaves and files bankruptcy you don't get that money back so it's easier to buy out a shop than it is for them to bone out on you so Trek and Specialized and Giant are going to try to recuperate things and it's easier for them to control it. Now, the part that sucks is if Specialized buys your shop, they will not put in any other brand stuff in there. Yeah, so same, like, with, same with Trek. They're only, they only stock the Trek and Bond Trigger stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I had multiple shops where they were like, hey, we tried to get them to just carry Merit and uh, we're sorry they told us to fuck off basically (laughs) so you know it's it's tough it's it's a small amount of people and there's small there's not that many companies you know that like uh, you know i know that there's smaller companies and you have rick malinterno and you have white house and you have those i'm talking about the big huge core guys and those are the dudes that are been around the longest there's not too many of them, and Chad does business with all of them, and Chad has a problem constantly. And I I have been trying for, like, me and you have had conversations for hours and hours and hours to try to, to try to resolve this. We've even gone to shows, trade shows, and had those guys sitting there. I, I, I don't know what else to do. You know, I've... It's tough because it's hard for normal people if someone normal here and they just ride bmx and they just love it because they like the tricks and the companies but they don't understand the money or the business aspect of it they don't get to see that side nor do they understand that side and some of them don't even give a shit about that side yet me and you i care more about that side than i do my collecting and my love for it you know what i'm saying yeah so it's it's a it's a huge disconnect with everything so I, I I talked to I talked to a set owner and I just said I think the change would be a lot of these guys who I think want to get out might need to leave earlier than later because whatever they're doing is just causing more problems than it's solving and, and then this you know if that owner gets out and sells it to some corporation or whatever like who's to say that that new owner is even gonna yeah but at that point if they sell it to somebody that you don't want to do business with you don't have the feeling of being like i was with this dude you just know that company's gone for instance take hoffman bikes when hoffman went to walmart did you stay with hoffman no that's that's what it is when they go corporate everybody leaves we know how it goes so it's, I don't know. It's like I'm talking code here. Because there's like, we're looking at one another in the eyes. And you know I want to say the name. You know yeah. I want to say the company. You know I want to do it. And I know I can't. And I'm to the point, like I could see why Catfish did what Catfish did. I get it. Catfish exposed some things where I was like, holy shit, no one's got the balls to do this. He's blackballed. He's not allowed in BMX anymore with certain things. 
but at least he said things that needed to be said. Yeah. And so I kind of feel that way. Like, I can see it in your eyes and you see it in my eyes, and we're both like, oh, I know the answer to that. I know what you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I know this. I know that. Brant doesn't even know who or what. I don't think he knows what we're talking about. I give Brant a lot of things in the background. So Brant does get some of the stuff. I don't, I don't know it. specifically what you're talking about, though. My brain is like... <laughs> I know I know I'm going to hit my sales rep tomorrow with, uh, hey, I need credit for the sale that you guys are just now running on your website. Say that again? I'm going to hit my sales rep tomorrow to credit me for the sale that they just started on their website so I can at least match the manufacturer's sale. Yeah. Uh, for us... When I run a sale, I just tell you a sale, and I don't do a sale because I'm trying to get rid of something or sell something. I do a sale so you get more than 50% margins. So if you want, tomorrow go check out my B2B because we did something <laughs> fucked on there. But, um, yes, I have distros in the Ukraine, and uh, here's the crazy part. The distro in the Ukraine, the dude was driving, riding around on his bicycle delivering BMX parts during a fucking war. BMX is strong, boys. So somebody just said something that I like to address because it's part of why I do what I do. He said, don't say it. If Ricky gets blacklisted, who will stick up and be outspoken? And see, that's part of why I do what I do because nobody's blacklisting me. You might kick me out of the industry. You might take me out of whatever, but I'm still going to be here doing exactly what I'm doing. Like, good luck canceling this YouTube channel because I'll make it even if nobody's watching. I'll say the same shit. And <laughs> if I get canceled, like canceled, guess who's going to come on here and say all of the things that people don't want to talk about, like how Catfish did, but in my reasonable approach to things to where you're going to be like, oh, damn. I can't, well, I can't speak like, that's why I like you. That's why I work with you. And that's also why we've been doing this for like five years and your growth has gotten good. You put in the time and the work and you're actually neutral. You're not biased. You're not trying to make money off of something. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're a news outlet and you're for BMX. And if there's news, you talk about it. You don't go, ah, I didn't make 20 bucks on that. Fuck that company. Ooh, I don't want to do that because I don't live there. Fuck that company. Ooh, I'm not part of that contest. That's why I support you. And you and who's the other guy that I really like? I always forget his brand. That uh, The other news guy. He doesn't really do much. He posts every... Your friend that you talk to all the time. Help me out, Brent. There's Ride BMX. <laughs> I'm over here like, There's oh, Ride Kurt. BMX. You're talking about BMX Union. I didn't know. BMX Union. <laughs> You and BMX Union, if you guys did something together, would be what BMX needs right now. Yeah. Kurt is so freaking... He's got, like, four businesses. He's... And he's dealing with, like... Apparently, there's yeah, some yeah, gnarly website issues right now. But I wasn't just saying for myself, though. Like, I'm saying, like... The reason why Catfish... have What happened to Catfish happened to him is because he wasn't as careful with the way he approaches what he says like when when certain things come up there's a very like you are getting the exact thoughts <laughs> and and that's like that sometimes that can rub people the wrong way i'm not saying it is a bad thing it's just catfish is very upfront and 
real Direct. with the things he's saying and that there's nothing wrong with yeah, it. It's he's just saying things where you're like, holy fuck, you didn't say that. And he did like either way. I don't mind him. I know he's done things personally. I, I love the guy. I, I wouldn't have done what he done. Like I, I, I could look as I could be looked at as a villain or negative or whatever, not. But I have actual one-on-one -on -one conversations with the guys that do make mistakes, and trust me, I don't sugarcoat fucking shit. The guy I was arguing with today, I was like, dude, you don't fucking ride BMX. You forgot what BMX, oh, no, I do. I was like, you go to the skate park and hang out. It's not riding. Go do a handrail, and I'll believe you. So, like, it isn't like I'm, I'm just doing believed. this. I'm not just doing this. I'm talking to these people, too. Yeah. And I don't do business with these people. Like, I have nothing to do with these guys. They have their own. The only thing that I have to do with is I got guys like him with so much shit of stuff that they support from that person and I don't know what to do with it and they feel a disconnect. If if we could all just get together and have a conversation, I think it, it, it could solve... Can we do that with me as the mediator? No, it would never... They, they have tried... I, I told you about it, Chad. They have tried. It will never work because everybody thinks that somebody's going to take somebody else's idea and they're all afraid they're going to lose their business. Yeah. Meh. You know, and it, it's just tough. At the end of the day, uh, BMX is just about kids smiling, riding bikes, having a good time. And then when you're 30 or 40 years old, you end up holding on to something that you really, truly love and you pick sides kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're like, all right, I'm a trail rider. I just love this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm a street rider. I love this. This is what I'm going to do. And you have this thing that you connect with and then some other things you just don't really give a shit about. Or you're so hardcore, everything else sucks ass. Let's be honest. Nobody ever talks about that. The core, guys. I, BMX is poor because of the core. <laughs> Seriously. Like, let FBM make a lightning stem and a lightning pedals if they would have let them do that maybe they would have had 20 more dollars in their pocket instead every core guy was like that's gay it wasn't because every little kid wanted those and no little kid ever wanted an fbm so let's be honest that's like the biggest thing i always think about is like that one thing yeah. true right remember like kids kids digged it old guys were like yo this shit's gay so we stopped doing it yeah you know? Yeah, we those pedals so the pedals and grips so fast because they all were the amazing. Yeah, the glow in the dark grips that uh, Odyssey did back in the day, kids ate those up. Yeah, but the core dudes were like, "Oh, those suck." Is that McStuffins? Who is it? No, I see you're talking to someone. Are you at home? Oh, me? Yeah, I'm at home. Oh, dude, you got you got a lady friend there? No. <laughs> huh? Just pedals. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> but it's, I, all right, whatever. I'm 40 years old. I'm very opinionated. I know what I love, and I know what I like, and I stand for it, and I don't let down. I just don't. And maybe that's why I, I have some people that like me, and I got some people that don't. Love how, <laughs> huh? love how Ricky's saying core dudes ruined it, yet here's the Olympics. I don't see the Olympics ruining anything. 
<laughs> okay, uh, Chad, has any kid came in and bought something because of the Olympics? Um, Not your I, racing, I'm talking dead ass freestyle. It was because of the Olympics or because um, I did have one person come in because Justin Dow is a semi-local to us and they saw him in the news. You have one. to ask every single person who comes in here or goes into the shop why they're buying what they're buying. They're going to gonna know tell that. you. They're no, yeah. go out of their way. Like, do you know Justin Dow? We saw him on the news. Like, we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm. Uh, this is a big disagreement. I don't think the Olympics does shit for BMX, but who am I? I don't think you? so either. Yeah, right there, boom. <laughs> it's okay that's why we have yeah, conversations I don't, I don't think there needs to be I think there should be like some sort of um, like not even organization or league I don't think there should be any sort of official league or anything for freestyle BMX but I do think there just needs to be a lot more events for kids I I know he's got a friend and they're doing their events or he was talking with people and he had some stuff. But like what Eddie Roman did with, or not Eddie Roman, sorry, with uh, Ron Wilkerson doing uh, Meet the Streets and then it, you know, going to BS series and then that turns into X Games and, you know, all of those things. And I've had this conversation before. As much as people could say that they don't care for Austin Augie, but that Dawn of the Streets thing pulls more people than anybody. Yeah. But what's sadder than that, and I'm just going to bring this out here, is this is why I say that BMX is pretty low, is Sunday I went and rode my 29-inch bike, and 500 kids showed up, and we shut down the Brooklyn Bridge. When I went with Dawn of the Streets, there was maybe 300 kids. This was just a regular, normal ride-out for those guys. Like, yeah. those kids go ham for that now if we can just mingle together maybe we can bring something and all i'm saying is bmxers if there's a an event in your neighborhood and you don't like that company or you think it sucks kids won't go that's the problem that i have that's that's the core like when you roll up to a skate park the older dude sitting over there with his janko jeans and his rolled up beanie and a smoke pipe in his mouth and he'll look at a kid, and he won't even acknowledge the little tiny kid. He'll just ignore him. And then that little kid goes, this sucks, Mom. I don't want my bike anymore. Let me get a wheelie bike. Let me get a scooter. Like, I think BMX needs to be more welcoming. Or actually, older dudes like me and you need to yell at dudes like him and anybody else that's younger here. And they need to get their asses yelled at and be like, hey, look, you need to know who Rick Moliterno is. You need to know who Matt Hawk. They don't even know who Van Homan is. When we did that jam at your shop, <laughs> yo, I'm not even kidding you. We were, this is the stupidest thing ever. Matt Hoffman's right here. Van Homan's right here. Crandall's right here. Two little kids had no fucking clue who any of these guys are. And I was like, yo, this is Matt Hoffman. I was like, this is Van Homan. And then Crandall's like, I'm Crandall. They didn't had no clue. And that's our fault. Yeah. Like, it's the older guy. I, I will say that Richmond, the scene has like grown. Like I've only been in Richmond since 2015, um, and the scene <clears throat> has like 
exploded, I will say, in the last six years. And, um, I mean, the scene's always been great in Richmond. I would come down to Richmond all the time and ride the jumps or whatever in the track. But um, Richmond is, like, very open arms to a lot of every every age rider, which yeah. is awesome it's not like i hate saying it but when i was in in northern virginia it was pretty clicky um and richmond has some some little bit of clickiness to it but like in the end like nobody really gets vibed out of spots which is awesome yeah that is that's good and there was definitely some of that at rays for a few years and and yeah rays is like an interesting one because like we have all these different areas of people who are like that's they're not really like they're kind of clicks but not really clicks but it's just like this local skate park has its group of people this one has its group of people and in the summertime like you know how it can be is like it's easy to just go to the skate park 10 minutes from your house instead of driving an hour somewhere else so like in the winter we all have to go to raise because that's like the only place to ride so we're all forced together and for a few years there was some of that clickiness and like people just not riding with certain people or whatever but it's gotten a lot better and everybody rides with everybody everybody's stoked on everybody and there's only a certain few people who are kind of and i don't know not clicky and non-welcoming to just anybody yeah i will have to give it richmond the richmond bmx scene for that it's not it's not very clicky like yeah some dudes won't always hit up everybody to go ride but like if we all show up at a spot like everybody's riding nobody yeah. like get i guess it's it's hard because i love bmx and i read what kurt has to say and i'm really good friends with kurt and i guess because I'm at like a thousand, like I'm going to jams, I'm going to shops, I'm traveling and doing things, and I, and I, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of things. I guess it, it is harsh for me to be like, oh yeah, you know, BMX this or doing that. But it's like when you collectively see so many things going on with shops and how companies are reacting and how kids are and companies leaving and kids not getting paid anymore and things, it's tough. Well, I think, I Ricky, I think you just bring, you put too much together. <laughs> like, you put it all into this one big, huge ball of, like... Because I fucking love it. I'm in it. No, listen, listen. Or I'm fucking Listen, listen. God damn it. Let me finish my sentence. Just let me finish my sentence. See, he's going to leave and not even listen to me. I'm saying <laughs> you put your feelings about everything all together instead of segmenting things into things that should be segmented like like you put your feelings about little kids and knowing about van homan in the same boxes the olympics like there's there's a lot of different oh, nuance wait, going on van homan fucking doing the he's helping the... with the olympics but okay, it's then. different they should still know who van homan is listen listen How is that not relevant listen linda yes please <laughs> There's so many different nuances of things. And I think when you generalize and put them all together, it like does a disservice to even your opinion, because then you're like, 
people think that you have this like negative opinion because you put everything together instead of being like, well, there's this good aspect to this thing. And then there's this bad aspect to this thing. And then you're like, nope, fuck it all. I hate it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm an emotional bitch. What can I say? Regardless, Kurt had a really good point. He said, but also these kids can look up to the people that are that are more age appropriate to them they don't need to know van if they don't want to let them be into the people they want to be into so that's also part of the thing is just like someone like van homan for the example is like not thrown in somebody's face the same way that a 19 year old rider who's up and coming like logan penberg's a great example because he is blown up in the past year and there was like a week of just logan penberg we the people videos if there was a week of van homan videos that everybody saw people kids would probably know him on the same level but because you were a kid when van homan was the big thing that's why it's like that van so Homan's the same age as me so yeah we're the same i don't age. even know what the fuck you're talking but, about but but so when like... he was blowing up you were younger like it's it's the same thing for these kids this 17 year old kid who's watching logan penberg blow up right now in 20 years is gonna be like oh i know who logan penberg is but this 15 year old kid who i'm watching grow up riding has no idea 20 fucking years and i know you watch me bring that out and there ain't gonna be anybody talking about that kid you just gotta think in terms of what people see (laughs) your bmx bubble is different than a 15 year old kids bmx bubble right now and if van homan isn't the thing yeah you gotta think some of these 15 year old kids probably have never even seen a vhs tape literally like just the the existence of a vhs tape not not just criminal mischief but like a tape (laughs) (laughs) in general but but it's also like it yes it is on older people to talk about these things but it, it made me wonder too like when it comes to other sports like basketball or football and stuff like what makes people go into the history side of things like why do people talk about the history and know about the famous people like muhammad ali as a boxer or things like that like what makes them stay relevant and talked about into the future like how how can we how can we cross that over into BMX so that people do know and people do like remember and think about it all the time? Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess at the shop, like we have the museum. So like we'll get kids that come in and I'll be like, Oh, like this is an 85 Haro master. This is what freestyle BMX started from. And they were like, what is Haro? Like, mm-hmm. what is a Haro? Like, and then I would like take them to the ages of BMX and I'd be like, this is what a BMX bike used to look like. And like, and then I built like Ricky gave me one of Brian Foster's helmets and they're like, who's Brian Foster? And I'm just like, it, it blows my mind. But like, kids are just into what they are now. Like, kids are just what they're into. It doesn't, we can't force what well, I'm in. Th- uh, how about this? I think the other thing is, is we have these news outlets and stuff and these guys. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're trying not to say at this point. I actually get to be a part of the the inside no on that one. And I'll say it for you. No, I'll say it for you. 
the BMX media of 2022 exists more in terms of sponsored content that people are paying to put out there than organic things that media talks about because they actually think that it's cool or that it should be put out there. Yeah. And and that's why certain things don't happen. It would be amazing. And and maybe that's partially to blame for like because of how BMX apparently according to Ricky is dying. So like that can be part of it too if like if these BMX media outlets were doing well enough they might be able to make other stuff but i don't know their situations either way though like whose responsibility is it to make the stuff that lets people know about the past i don't know that's why chad has a a museum so the shit doesn't die and a said person doesn't just keep fucking selling everything um that's a good point no god ricky (laughs) just don't take it there what do you mean? <laughs> oh, you know what I was talking about. But yes, I know uh, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Reroute. I, re- I don't know. Turning. I mean, I, I guess you have to just like absolutely love BMX to care about BMX in the early '80s and the mid '80s and the late '90s and the early '90s and all of that before you ride. And and at the end of the day. That 15-year-old kid, if there's five of those 15-year-old kids, maybe one of them lasts to be 30 riding. And and I think the uh, huge difference, and it just hit me, my thing that I was talking about with like other sports like basketball and football, people who are in high school playing sports, they might be obsessed with that thing and they know about Michael Jordan and big famous people because of TV, which we obviously don't have. But as soon as you get out of high school, you are basically a, like, you're on the sidelines looking into sports. You're watching it on TV. So, like, when it comes to BMX, if you're still into it when you're 18, 20, and older, it's because you're riding. Like, and then you got your real life outside of that. So, so you might not have, like, you might not care about looking up anything other than just riding and seeing what comes along on your Instagram. Like, yeah, when I started riding, I didn't really care about what happened in BMX prior to me until I like fully got engulfed in BMX. Yeah. And then I learned about the old school stuff and then, you know, doing all my homework and research and like figuring out what came from what and whatever. So, I mean, it took me a few years, you know, before I learned a lot of history about BMX. And and then I bet you, when you look at it, like, on a broader term, too, and in terms of other sports, the amount of people who just watch sports on TV for entertainment, and then the amount of people who deep dive like Chad and, like, really get into it, or just like Ricky, and get into the past, I bet you the ratio is probably pretty close. Like, when you look at people who just ride, yeah, percent-wise, like, I bet you it's pretty close. The people who just ride don't care about anything else, and then the people who want to learn about all of those things, because it's such a smaller number than the generic, just people who watch football on TV, I bet it's not crazy. 
different. Yeah, I know a few people that are just solely collectors that don't even ride bikes. Yeah. But like all about it, even even new stuff. They're just into BMX, but they don't ride. Oh, the old school BMX show stuff like that. How many of those dudes don't really ride, but could tell you stories about all of these people from the past? Yeah. It's pretty wild. That we, we, I don't know it, like anything about that world, but I guarantee there's like a lot of those kind of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even dudes that collect new stuff. Like a lot of new, like, like there's one dude that is a huge Sunday collector, an Odyssey collector, and I don't think he even rides. How wild is that? That's so like current stuff. Yeah. So, like, they make a new product, and this dude's just like, oh, I got to get that. Yeah, he has, like, rows of all of the Odyssey seats. That's why, like, life is just awesome. Because you could not even, like, that's like being into, what's something crazy? That's like being into freaking chess or something, and you, like, buy all these chess companies' pieces. Yeah, like, all these pieces, but you don't even play it. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know what the rook does, but they look cool. (laughs) (laughs) This one's a horse. (laughs) Like, I just think, like, I don't know. It's it's cool. So, and this is my role in these conversations, is just, like, to try to look at the other side and maybe find some kind of understanding. Because it's, there's always another side to it and always at least some kind of common ground or understanding there yeah ricky's like Ricky this, Ricky. he's like this is too positive damn it i'm mad <laughs> i'm so fucking heated right now it's not even funny uh i don't know maybe maybe i surround myself with guys that i i, I mean i just love bmx i just uh, feel like I, I love it to a passion and it's so bad that I don't pay attention to current because I already pretty much know all of them and sponsor me tapes and everything and there's just like I get it they're really good they should be good so for me it's just it doesn't have the same feeling as Dino DeLuca riding a ramp and doing 18 foot air one footed X up tables and I don't know, I just, back then was just way better, and I didn't live it, so I want to live it. And I know there's not too many guys that are so much like us. Like, CX is in here. He's 50-something. Uh, if if sure. somebody actually sends me a Sponsor Me VHS tape, they're, they're sponsored. Bro, I'm going to make one. <laughs> I literally have a, a VHS player right I have, there, I have <laughs> like my under my computer. I for Standard that I was going to send to Rick Malinterno, and I never sent it. <laughs> That's so funny. That Nate Coghill brought in his uh, Sponsor Me VHS tape that he made when he was 15. That's That's so sick. Uh, What I was going to say, though, Ricky, is that I think I've realized something tonight. And I think, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I feel like you sometimes put the responsibilities of the bad things that happen in the BMX world on yourself. Like, I have this job in this position that... I could make a difference and you try to 
And I think that maybe that's part of where your stress comes from sometimes. It's like you want to make a difference in the world. Well, my, my stress comes from not being able to say how I really want to fucking talk. Because I don't care how positive Kurt sounds right now. I, I literally, if I, I'm not going to lose my job right now because of how I feel. But if I could talk how I honestly feel, it would be bad. Like everybody on here would just be fucking hating me right now. But it's like, I gotta play two. I gotta play two sides. I gotta fake it, and then I gotta be Ricky. So I gotta find that happy medium. And I guess if I quit my job, and then I came on here and I just started going, oh, it'd be the tune would be, I would put Catfish on here, and me and Catfish would just go left and right. Oh, and, it, and it's hard. Yes, I'm nostalgic. There's a really I, interesting question for after you're done, Ricky. <laughs> nostalgia is what kills it for me. Like I, I, I don't fucking know. I, you know, uh, trying to use a goddamn fork and a spoon to put on my tire on my forty-eight, my triple wall. You know what I'm saying? I just, oh, I fucking hate this. I get so frustrated, and it doesn't help that I'm on the phone with Chad DeGroote. I'm on the phone with Scott Powell. I'm on the phone with Vic Murphy, Brad Blanchard. You know. Uh, uh, you know, it just uh, Troy McMurray. I have all of these dudes I talk to pretty much every other day, and they got a negative outlook sometimes, but their stories are just so great. And that's what keeps me loving BMX so much is hearing what <laughs> what goes on with them, and they're not in it anymore. And so that's why I'm like, okay, well, these guys are all current, and the only guys caring about them right now are guys like me. And there isn't too many guys like during our time that are still around. I don't see kids. Kurt, you loved BMX so much when you were younger. You knew everything. I don't see kids just yelling at me and telling me everything about all of these new little kids that are around right now. Well, you're not, you're not around the same people I am. Because when I have the local kids from here, they are asking me, all these questions and they literally know everything like they bring up stuff that i posted like on instagram like four years ago and they're like because some random thing will get brought up and they'll be like oh yeah you posted that one thing that one time and i'm like well, you know what like what do you do in your spare time like you're literally just researching and they know everything about today like they know all the random people they know all these things they know everything that they did and i would guess that a lot of kids are like that and you might just not see it i i guess i am very opinionated and i only care about one part of bmx and since i work in bmx i gotta play the facade of giving a fuck about certain things when realistically if i could be myself i don't give a shit about it because i could I could sit and go back to 2002 and there are so many goddamn good riders during 2002 and 20 years later those motherfuckers no one cares about them and there's maybe six that we can name right now where everyone's stoked on them and they made a legacy and did it so i i've been in it long enough to be like yeah 20 years later maybe that Fromberger or mike fink and those guys might be great by that time but i'm pretty sure See, that's where I get a little negative. I want to be that negative, but I can't be that negative. But I've been around long enough to see. 
I don't know, Kurt. I'm, I'm so angry right now, and I'm pretty sure. Isn't this like gatekeeping BMX, expecting these kids to be on the same level as us about videos and stuff? And to add to that, and things that happened before they were even born, like they only know what's on their Instagram feed or what's they on. They have everything right there. They that doesn't mean they can type. Like, how can you expect a kid who has no idea who Van Homan is to go on Magazine YouTube and type in Van Homan? Has everything. <laughs> Magazine twenty three kids. Look it up. All you gotta do is put that. It'll tell you Van Homan's birthday. It'll tell you where he's born. It'll tell you when he got a divorce. <laughs> It'll tell you when he got sponsored, when he run his he won his first fucking race. It'll tell you every single thing about any rider and everything. All I'm saying, Ricky, is that people can only know what is in front of them. And if they don't know, it's like skate park etiquette. You can't expect a six-year-old kid to show up to the skate park for the first time and know not to sit in on Japan, that ledge until Japan, you tell them. kids already know. That's an excuse. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No, you can only learn something once someone tells you about it. And if nobody ever tells you, you can't expect them to know. No, I'm just going to sit here and troll all day long. And then just say fucking... <laughs> I, dude, I love Kurt's attitude. He's changed. Kurt has changed. He's so yeah, positive that's cause now. He's, that's because he's actually 40 years old. And he's, he's seeing it now. He's so positive now. He said, who cares if they even like the current stuff? Why does it even matter? Who cares? Who cares? You like what you like, and you find what you find. And if you don't like Van Homan or know who Van Homan is, well, then that's on you. And who cares? Because we're all just trying to ride bikes and have fun. It does. It does blow my mind when people come into the shop and they're like local to Virginia, and they're like, "Oh, we just found you on the internet. We've never heard of your shop before." I you bet. know. Or like you, you live literally ten minutes from here. I'm like, so it's crazy the amount of like new people that are coming and learning about our shop, let alone, you know, learning about the BMX track or learning about you know, dudes that started it or anything. Like, everybody's got to learn these things at some point. Oh, absolutely, and yeah. so it's all. I, I I don't know. You can't be. I think that's the sucks of parents nowadays too. They just become your friends and they don't want to do anything to hurt a kid's fucking feelings. So I want to pass the buck and how the older guys were to me when I was fucking growing up. So I want to be older and yell at the kids and tell them, hey, maybe you should know this. Maybe you should do that. And I'm, I swear to God, you can take a, I, it's a perfect example. Chad, you grew up with five people. Can you think of five people and those five guys? Maybe you're the only one riding left. Uh, no, I got. There's, I got one, one good friend who still rides road bikes. Okay, and doesn't count. Keep that going. BMX count. rides BMX uh, at least six times. Well, at least two times a week. Well, I would, I would, I'd say three, three or four times a month. Two of my friends still ride. Okay. Yeah. But they got family and all that. What I'm saying, though, is like in BMX, the majority of those kids, if you take a group of them, maybe one of them lasts to be dudes like me and Chad and, and like you, Brant. And some of them are in Everybody's in it for a different reason. BMX has tons of options. You what know? I've seen a lot lately is 
those groups of friends now have kids and now they're getting them BMX bikes and now they're you know oh like I remember riding now I'm gonna get one too and then their friends come back in I used to ride with Johnny when I was a kid so it's all like kind of coming back around which has been really awesome I've seen that a lot too I've seen, I swear and I've said so many times that in the past few years it sometimes feel like feels like there's more older dudes getting back into BMX than there are kids getting into it sometimes it actually feels like that and and then their kids get into it too and it's like all these dudes got older and then had kids and quit they like quit riding and then once their kids get to a certain age they're like oh i can get my kid on a bike oh i'm not too old to ride oh i'm gonna get a bike oh i'm gonna go ride did they actually get a bmx bike oh yeah there's so many how about people we, how about we talk about that little uh little hidden gem are they getting on that or are they getting on a bigger bike oh most of the 22 the 24 the 26 to the 29 well 22s are complete legit bmx bikes and i don't have a big bike youtube channel so like i only get comments from the guys who are buying bmx bikes anything above a 22 is a big bmx bike and it's not legit bmx bike it's just big bmx Ooh, chat i want to hear your opinion on this one because I feel like whether you're doing it on a beach cruiser, a dirt jumper, or anything, like we'll just say a rail, for example, if you got pegs on a DJ or a 24-inch or something, you're doing pegs on a rail, you are riding BMX, but not necessarily on a BMX bike. Well, there's that video of whatever, I don't even know the dude that did the rail on the 29. Right. Recently. That's Jacob. Uh, yeah, and he sure. doesn't ride BMX, and he's never rode BMX. That's what is so fucked about that situation. He looked like he only had to hop like three inches because the bike's so big. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know, bicycle or BMX stands for bicycle motocross. Like, it doesn't say twenty-inch wheel motocross. Right. How big so, is a how big is a wheel on a on a motorcycle? Is it twenty-inch? What like kind of motorcycle? There's a lot of different kinds of motorcycles. Yeah. You'd have to be Yeah, so there's a lot of different sizes of motorcycles. Like, I think, I think BMX is more of like a lifestyle than like, hey, it's 20 inch wheels. Right, and so I feel like we think kind of similarly on that. Like that dude doing the rail on the 29er, like that is BMX in my eyes, and how everybody was standing there and like going nuts. Like he could have yeah. been on a unicycle or a 20 inch or a 29er, like. If that same if scene happened, even touching the rail because the bikes ain't made for it. The bikes are made like this, so you either have to grind back peg, bottom bracket, or front peg, bottom bracket. That's, <laughs> that's what makes those bikes like impossible to ride. That's why I love them, because it's a new it's a new way to ride a bike, and I can't do everything on it. But either way, I'm I'm the only bike lifer in this whole fucking group. It's like getting ganged up on it. But at the end I'm of the day... What do you mean? No one said anything bad about it. No, nobody said anything <laughs> bad about it. But it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a road where you come down and you, you find something different. Where you're like, man, that old feeling I used to have. I found nostalgia and it's riding, riding a bigger bike. And I could see why Brad Sims and all those dudes are like, oh shit, mountain bike. Cause it's fucking hard. 
That's it. That's the only thing it is. It's a challenge to them again. Dude, I I cannot see myself ever trying to do that like dedicate in a dedicated way only because I watch all of that stuff and I'm like that would be so much easier on a BMX bike. Like I'm not going to I can't see myself wanting to do something on a different bike that is just harder. I I built a dirt jumper I don't know, eight years ago. Yeah. And I rode it a good bit for like six months. And I think it was solely just because it was like a new bike and it felt different. Mm-hmm. But I just, I went back to my BMX bike. I couldn't, I didn't like it after, after a while. After that new feeling rubbed off, I didn't like it. Dirt jumpers at the trails though is like a cheat code. Oh, it's so much easier. <laughs> and anything <laughs> under 29 is a cheat too. So when you ride those big bikes, if you're riding something underneath it, anybody could bunny hop 360 a 26er, but a 29er, try grab a yo grab one of those bikes and tr- have uh, mixed stuff in and all them. Try to bunny hop 360 that 29er. It dude, is fucking impossible. Dude, Jojo Jojo rides trails on his 26 inch fixed gear. Like he can do what he can do anything. Like pedaling in the mid transitions because he has I'll to. I'll give him a hundred bucks if he can do yep. a bunny hop three sixty on the twenty nine er, no tire tap, straight up. I will Vimo him a hundred dollars. All right, we'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll go live. If, we'll go live tomorrow. if he gets on the throne and he does it completely, both wheels in the air, he will be the first person I've seen do it. Brad Sims couldn't even one eighty one. It was hilarious. I should have just filmed it. <laughs> Billy Perry, all of those dudes, and they come over. I just tell them to get on the bike and try it, and they all just like, "Oh, this is gay." But yeah, Brandon, I'll send you uh, when I get get off here. I'll send you the video of JoJo jumping trails on his fixed gear. That... He should have went through all of them. I did watch it. I got mad at him. I was like, "Dude, you're pedaling through the middle of it. You could go all the way. What are you doing?" <laughs> so what I want to know is, has he done a no footer on it yet over a jump? On a on the fixed gear. Yeah. Though, times oh my gosh can you imagine you're pedaling 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 you jump take your feet off your pedals keep going and then you catch and keep going and keep pedaling he's insane on that thing how do you pump while you're pedaling you i don't i don't know i i never you done can it pa- you can pause while you're not on the ground like you can hold yeah. it because the tire pre- or the pedal pressure you can hold the pedal pressure while you're in the air it's it's not as hard as you think. It's just confusing because your mind's used to a coast. Well, I guess if you have good, if your trails are built well, it's just gonna work. But like the trails oh, we have, got good trails, trust me, they're well, built yeah. really well. What I'm saying is like the trails, <laughs> the ones we have here in Ohio, you have to pump like pretty good to be able to get through them. So like I feel like it'd be way harder to pump while you're pedaling than if maybe you had a downhill. Tr- set where you don't have to pump as much and you can just keep pedaling uh richmond's trails are sick i've seen the videos and stuff very family friendly and a lot of fun it's awesome i was not trying to slight the trails at all by saying if they were built well i was just like going through the possibilities (laughs) in my head of how this could be possible i died on the big section the big session the section over by the train tracks yeah the one, or not the train, sorry, the ones by the racetrack. When you told me and Oscar to show up to him. Yeah. And then, obviously, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We didn't even look at him. We just went through the small section, then the second section, 
and then I hit the tree. Like it went like one and then two and I died on the big section and then Oscar got through almost they were finishing the big huge one and Oscar clipped it and then they <laughs> came up to us and they go yeah the only team that ever came through here that never looked at the trails and just went was some dude named Brian Foster that rode for Merritt and I was like <laughs> I was like yeah well, we're the C team that rides for Merritt oh before I forget I found the new name for this show BMX Illuminati. <laughs> we are the BMX Illuminati, Ricky. <laughs> what happened? He just shuts <laughs> off his ears. Cause I'm reading what Kurt said. I'm 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 ending my relationship with Kurt. This is gonna turn into Kurt not liking me like five of my other old friends from back in the day. But life goes on, bro. People die. We keep going. That's the way the world works. That's exactly why we shouldn't care too much about things that are trivial. Because you're <laughs> going to die. Why care about something that's trivial? Oh, I fucking care. I fucking <laughs> care. Oh, God. I care. And the only reason I care is, I guess, I guess with some things, I wouldn't care if the people like doing certain things didn't tell me what happened. I guess that's why it makes it even better for me. It's kind of like you when you have the backstory of all the stuff that's given to you and then you have like the full details like you you, be, you come you kind of become obsessed and then like in love with that kind of object because you know everything about it what it, who's touched it who's owned it did the building burn down who sold it you know what i mean who puked in the horse head like you have all the stories and everything and people that care like care about that and so for me, I just like hearing stories from dudes that were in BMX tell me things that I shouldn't know, and then it's in my head, and that's, like, my favorite part. Chad, when I visit you, we're going to have to do, like, a ten-part series on stories from everything that you have in there. I'm going to have to, like, <laughs> chop up this tour into, like, ten different parts because I want to hear these stories. Yeah. Uh, first of all, credit to Jeff Mead for the BMX Illuminati thing and kurt makes a great point he says he still loves you ricky he can disagree with you and still be your friend and that is i think you everybody what, should remember what, that so great is we've done this since i first met him i had a broken collarbone and i went to spokane washington in 1999 and i met him at the uh down uh what is it uh whatever fucking the skate park underneath the bridge and I had a broken collarbone, and I wasn't supposed to ride a bike. And, of course, come on now, I'm going to ride a bike. So I tried to ride one, but I still had my cast on. And Kurt has always been, like, the BMX Bible. If you need to know something, Kurt fucking knows it for some weird reason. And then if you need to know anything to do with bike parts, this man here pretty much knows everything. Because that's, like, your specialty, right? You like to know more about, like, the physical objects in the history of that chat yeah is that like you're yeah. like what's connected to what yeah it's and then who made it where it came from all that that's kind of your thing yep yeah mine's more of just hearing the stories from those voices and then trying to pass that on when they'll tell me things and then i have to like sugarcoat how it really went because most of the time the stories are fucked and <laughs> They would get in trouble if it was nowadays. 
but I'm saying that like I I like the the word of BMX I guess I like the writing and everything but I like the individuals and getting to know them and kind of having like a biography of those guys that's what makes me love like BMX you know being able to talk to the older guys and then giving you a story and then you build something from that I need to make a website I need to make a website call it 23 whatever that what is that thing called it's 23 something right am I wrong mag 23 oh yeah. that website yeah yeah that dude has that dude is a god whoever that is you have do you ever meet him or I've talk never, to him no he has to be in the uk the dudes yeah. in the uk are always crazy my favorite bmx video cheese i don't know why but i love cheese <laughs> building the underground really yeah that's oh trails that makes sense yep don't ask Isn't me that, that awesome question. that they gave respect and didn't uh, put out Building the Underground 2 since Anthem 2 came out? Yeah. Anthem 2 was so good. Oh, my God. Yo, role models. I don't know why. Or Thunder. Oh, my God. Thunder. Yeah, Thunder's good. The trails in that, when they were at the 7-Eleven trails, like uh, Robbie and uh, yeah. uh, Ronnie Gaska and all those guys. I can't name the other Long Island trails. See, that back when we were growing up, you had to ride everything. Like in the early 90s, mid-90s, you know? You'd have, you would have pad sets and number plates on at the trails. Because you just it, came from racetrack. I, could ne- I got kicked out of every racetrack because I could never... I would never race. I just fucking <laughs> fucked around. Favorite, Plus, favorite. I hated taking my pegs off. And putting brakes on. Do we cut out? You there, Chad? You alive? You muted me. Nobody's Dude. muted. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We just had a pause moment. <laughs> Everyone just was quiet for a second for the first time in this whole conversation. Uh, BMX Trickmaster, I'm 39. I'm I'm like homeless trash is pretty good. Uh, have you seen the video Beer from your local area? That was from around your area, wasn't it? In Virginia, the one with Adam Batten when he was younger? Was it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's Baltimore. It's like Baltimore and like your area. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, I got it from the best person in here too, which I love. Um, Jeff, Jeff Mead gave it to me, not realizing like how important, like it's a good, it's like a gem. That's got to be something to do with Mike Forney. It is, exactly. It's it's their one video that they made, but it's like a... It's one of those, like, rare ones where, like, stairs are grizzled. Yeah. Like, you can get props one easier than you can get grizzle or stairs, I swear to God. One sealed in plastic? <laughs> Yo, let me get that! That's the one I want right now. I'm telling you. Any of you guys know that? I, I definitely. This dude's got top one sealed, <laughs> unopened, <clears throat> which, which I give away all my doubles and I keep most of my seals. I got so many sealed. Not not that good one, but that is, that is a really good one. Speaking of Jeff Mead, he's been asking questions that I just haven't asked the entire time. So he said. 
I'm just going to go through all of them right now, and you're going to laugh, Chad. <laughs> How does Chad feel about hydroformed standing platforms? How does Chad feel about 52-18 gear ratios? <laughs> uh, there's more. Just got to find them. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't read, see any of the comments. Right, and I just, I haven't asked them because they're so ridiculous. But because, <laughs> because Ricky called them out, I want to do a. Brant, please put some glasses on right now. The fact that you aren't wearing any right now is killing me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the. Uh, there we go. The, 50, the fifty-two eighteen, California race gears. Ugh. There's more. <laughs> How does Chad feel about Guar? <laughs> oh well tell tell him to come to richmond i'll take him to the gore bar oh my gosh these i don't know if any of these are actually serious or not but they're funny uh there was more good ones but i gotta find them uh ooh, l's bells anything to do with l's bells is amazing yo uh so like obviously i talked to rat boy and stuff and I was like, yo, what happened to that Brandon kid? Remember on all the old videos was that little kid that was sponsored by Standard? And they made him that little tiny frame? And then yeah. it was uh, Gons' son and then that Brandon kid? That dude still rides. Yeah. Ooh, I need to get a video. I need to get a photo or something of him because it would be great. Um, and then uh, Pat Murphy still. Do you know Pat? Did you know of Pat Murphy? No. Uh, you didn't pay attention to like the skunk bros, like the Smoker Dave, the Gons, uh, Eric Hillstead. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> you gotta remember, a racer trail kid. <clears throat> yeah, those. Uh, Pat Murphy is the dude oh. on Road Fools One when they went to Arizona and the Go or Road Fools Two, One, One, and they go to the trails and then the one guy's like, "Yeah, I'm Fatty Patty." And they're at the trails in Arizona, and then they're like, don't let the Gons in here. He's going to fucking steal our shit. Don't let the Gons in here. <laughs> if you watch Roll Fools 1, if you get bored, Fatty Patty is a dope trails rider. Yeah. How does Chad feel about helmet headphones? <laughs> <laughs> How does Chad feel about chest protectors with shoulder pads? <laughs> only, only if it's Genicore. Oh gosh, I know there's even oh that my chat won't go up any further. He asked a bunch of other funny ones. Somebody Kurt Kurt said he was gonna go home and then K two two podcast started just shit talking and getting everyone hyped up. Now they're all gang banging on him. <clears throat> the new generation doesn't suck. You just get old and can't relate. Does Chad I mean, need any K two BMX frames for the museum? Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I have one. I might have a K2 DMC, actually. But yeah, tell them to send me some K2s. <laughs> Jeff, me is awesome. Yeah. Hit over the jealousy. Uh, yeah, fuck. I wish I was born during their time. I, I think kids nowadays, the longevity of BMX is going to be longer than ours. Because they're way they just, smoother, the bike parts are better, and they have a better understanding of riding. Like, they're going to be able to be 45 and still be riding. There's a lot. They did then. Ricky, oh, yeah. there's and like then a million 45-year-old dudes that are still shredding. 
There's a million. Name a fucking million right now that are sponsored. Okay, let's. Sponsors let me, doesn't matter. Who's on. 45 and sponsored? <laughs> uh, Jamie Beswick. He just ordered from us. You're only talking about the best vert rider in Hold all on. history. Hold on, let me rephrase my question. The current kids that are right now, the longevity of their BMX pro career, getting a fucking paycheck, will be longer than any other generation before them. And this is a compliment, fucking Kurt, because they're 20 times better, which they should be. The bikes are made 20 times better, and they have a better understanding on how to do tricks. Yes, they do a lot of crazy shit, but the way street is, technical street is allowing them to have more longevity. Unless they stay away from that 720 down 15 stairs and 360. Like, I get it, but I mean, I think the longevity of a pro will be longer than my time and your time. Because look, who do we have? Uh, Corey Nastasio, he's 42. Uh, DMC, baby. <clears throat> Who? DMC. DMC is 52. That's uh, better. <laughs> sponsored pro. But I'm saying, like, you said 45. Fids. But there, you can only name Fids. Fids? Fids is not getting a paycheck to ride. No way in the world. It, probably not to ride, but he's still working in BMX. Fids? Well, who's he work for? <laughs> the brand we were talking about. <laughs> Source heard. BMX. He, he's, a, <laughs> he's an instructor for some skate stuff. Oh, my bad. Um, Biz Biz forty one right or is he forty? Paul Moores or Mores fifty two and just pulling <clears throat> flares on my BSD, Alex. Every boy has glasses on, including me. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Rob Ridge, still the best technical brake rider that exists right now him and what you call it uh patty gross patty's pretty good at it patty's awesome but rob ridge is like uh, there's yeah, everybody he's... else and then rob ridge is like way out here right you know it'd be great do you think if this is just a weird thing because i'm fucking weird if dave osato came back and gave him six months where would you rate him as a lip lord where would you put him? I bet anything. Okay, I don't know if six months is enough time, but it might be. It depends on how much you ride in you six see months. see the last Instagram clip he had? He did a freaking, like, he hadn't rode a bike in, like, five years, and he did a tail whip to manual to, like, nose pick, and then back into the So port. six months is probably enough time. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know that he's back at his, uh, at his former, like, level by six months, but... He's definitely going to be doing some absolutely insane stuff in six months. And then we, we always forget about the one guy that rode for GT that no one ever talks about and is one of the greatest uh, lip riders. What the hell is that dude that rode for GT? See, you I don't know. even know him. Because <laughs> I have people in here to help me. Ron Wilkerson? No. <laughs> that was just the last name in the chat. Get those ugly ass Somebody in there help me out. Who's the dude that was on GT? Somebody. Oh man. Yeah, right. Trevor. Guys. Huh? Trevor Myers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rob Nolly. Oh, huh? Rob Nolly. Why did you do that to me? All right. Say Rob Nolly. Rob Nolly came. Well, Rob Nolly is still around here. 
Yeah. Rob Patty Gross, Rob Nolly, Dave Osato, who wins? <clears throat> what is the competition? <laughs> uh, Lift Lord. Oh, just, well, what? You gotta be more specific. Six foot quarter with a ten foot I'm, wide deck. What is the challenge? What's the comp? What are we judging on here? A game of bike. Oh, a game of bike. Game of bike. Between those three, they just have the lip. Obviously, mm. Rob Ridge smokes all of those fuckers. I'm right? gonna, I'm gonna say whoever. Okay, whoever gets to go first is probably gonna win. <clears throat> all right. Let's let's make a rule because that's honestly with the game of bike, it is always whoever goes first that usually wins. If we can make a rule to get rid of like. I don't know how to make it, but anyway, if you had your honest truth, don't give me that. Who do you think would win in that? Osado, 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 Osada. <laughs> Somebody said Diz Hicks. That'd be hilarious. Tobias uh, that's Wil on a, Wilkes. Of the banks or whatever. Or, uh, I, I'd have to go with Nolly. You go with Nolly? Yeah. Wow. He'd do 50 BMX tricks in one day, and people would still be trying to figure out how they're going to do the fifth one. I, well, they had that front brake thing. Remember the front brake revolution over at Rampage? The last time that they were going to do it. And Dave Osato did some shit where it's just like no one's doing that nowadays. Yeah. I mean, we keep trying to get, uh, we keep trying to get Jeff Mead to do like the ice pick to decade out. That's freaking That's hard, dude. I've tried that a lot too. It's really hard. Uh, the best move he's got is that fucking 270 to toothpick on the eight foot quarter at the primo ramps. That's the best, greatest thing I've ever seen, Dave Osato. Well, no, the back rail thing he did, or the the, the Canadian on the back rail, yeah. The the famous Canadian. Now I'm gonna go with Osato. There's no way in the world those guys are. That guy's a fucking beast. Are we talking Osato after six months or Osato in his prime? What who? Which Osato? Oh, in prime, he whips the shit out of all of them. Okay, yeah. we'll see. That's months. I I don't know. Six months. Okay, Patty Gross can't ride for six months because he's been <laughs> riding the whole time. Bob <laughs> and him get the practice for six months. A hundred percent, I'm on Dave Osato. Ooh, what if you throw <clears throat> Dave Frymouth into the mix? Uh, Dave Osato. I think I Osato would be doing every trick everyone else would do and then also do a few of them opposite. <clears throat> now, how about we throw a new person in there even though he isn't new and I can't forget his fucking name. Who's the front brake Mike Danello. Mike Danello gives Osato a run for his money. Guaranteed. Mike Danello is about, insane. What about the other dude that rides for Standard right now? He's fucking really good at front brakes, but he hasn't been riding too much. Talking about Billy Woodfin? He's really good, too, but not that one. The other front brake fucking god. Nick Harkins. There's another He's not. He doesn't guy. ride for Standard, but... No, the other front brake guy. <laughs> I can keep going, he but I don't know who you're child. talking about. Oh, Bobby Altizer. Yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> I see here, Bobby's trick bag is different. Then oh, Ryan Val, like TJ Henderson. TJ's that Marlo Mello, whatever that dude. When that 
the come up video where those guys did all the front brake thing, that was the best thing that come up ever did. That video is pretty insane. <clears throat> I'm serious. That video was eye opening, right? You remember that? The front brake revolution thing? Like, hot take. The come up did more for BMX when it was around than any BMX media page does right now. 100%, obviously. They Hot even take. shot pornos and it still did better. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the come up. They posted my video. I got sponsored. Kurt Schmidt. All these names are just getting brought up now. Who? Kurt uh, Schmidt popped all up. Right, we'll go this way. Greatest bike rider in BMX. Your top five. This is how we're going to end it. Don't give a shit. Brent, give me your top five. Sponge. Sponge. No, no, no. You can't do sponge, one person like that. You got to give me top sponge. five. It has to be all different people. Stop it. I just did. He's. I'm just. I'm giving you all of his different styles. So lip trick sponge. Uh, street sponge. <laughs> all right. So you're going sponge. Chad. Top five in BMX, dead, alive, around here. Go ahead. Start from five and go lower. Oh, that's going to be hard. That's way harder. Just let him <laughs> name them. <laughs> no, no, Because no. you already know who one is. Start from five and go lower. Who do you think my one is? Yeah, let him let it do the one last and do the rest however you want to. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I would have to say Brian Foster. Van Holman, um, Aiken, and uh, I'm going to count both of the Ginches because um, I just love ride, seeing both of them ride the trails here. And then, um, man, who would be – can I say Aiken again? As number one? <clears throat> yeah. I, I thought I- – I don't know. Obviously, you wouldn't choose like Sean Butler or someone like that, but I knew it was going to be Trails guys. And I was hoping you were going to throw some like like a Justin Inman in there or like or a wild card. This is a wild card, which I, isn't like one of the, the he isn't the greatest rider, but Darren Reed, God, oh, yeah. I do the ride trails. But I mean, you know, you could put him on the list in, as being like the trail rider. What about Stoffer? Holy shit, Stoffer is good too. Dude, <laughs> Huh? Just anybody that loves riding jumps. Whenever I see anybody having the most fun riding jumps, like they're my favorite. Like honestly, not trying to be like cliche. Like how about Marvin Lauder, uh, Lauderly or yeah. whatever when he rode trails? Right. Those. Oh my god, dude! I wish I got to ride. Uh, when Sheep Hills just had the like, the quick ones, and then they had the. Um, when the POW house was going and like Todd Lyons and all those guys were riding trails there. Oh God, Jesus Christ. I have a real answer after 7-Eleven trails. When I was, when I was super young, I went to a race in Long Island and then I went over there and I so wish I would have known what those jumps were at that time. I can't remember their name, but there's a, there's a, there's always like that one dude that no one knows about. And there's this guy named Ronnie Gasca. Yeah. And he was like the god of all the dudes, like Robbie Morales, and um, who's yeah Keith I'm, Terra, I'm, uh, Keith Terra, and all those guys looked up to him. He was yeah. like the man there. 
I have a real answer now. Oh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, DF or DFLJ says Troy McMurray, Edwin De La Rosa, Taj Mahalich, Van Homan, and runner-up is Seth Kimbrough. That's pretty good. You know why he read tricks. that? <laughs> he read uh, that no, no, because no. it was in his language of all caps. <laughs> uh, Matt Hoffman, uh, Trickster said Matt Hoffman, Dave Volker, Chris Kyle, Garrett Reynolds, and then BMX himself. Trickmaster. Which is dope about that is you can almost tell people's ages by the, the by people their, that they Oh, definitely. Um, so I'll give a top five. Uh, Sponge huh? is absolutely still going to be number one forever. But if I have to give a, for like in all of BMX, best ever, I'm going to go. Uh, Garrett Reynolds is on the list because it seems like he can literally just do anything. Park, street, whatever. Uh, Dennis Anderson's got to be on there. Obvious reasons. Jay Miron's on the list. Jay Miron can't not be on the list. Mira should be on the list as well because obvious reasons too. I don't know that maybe best I mean obviously people say greatest of all time is Mira for good reason but I think if I was forced to pick like most well rounded best rider in all of BMX I would say Tom Justice now? yeah, yeah because I, I you know you haven't really seen much street from him but if you ride at the level that he rides at there is no possible way that he would not murder it. Does he have street. trail clips? He's rode trails, right? Well, look at the way he rides in a skate park with box jumps. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way you can't translate that to a jerk dirt jump. God, mine is mine is bad because my top five is all mid school riders, a hundred percent. I can't even add, like, I, like Hoffman ain't there, Mira ain't there, like, I. I it's so weird, like, when you choose... And you can go into, you know, like... Best street, best dirt, best flatlander. I, I can't do best raiders, racers. Obviously, Gary Ellis. Uh, I like Tim Judge because he had the best one-footed table. Maybe you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, uh, my top five is just all mid-schoolers. So, uh, And it goes something like this. Uh, number five is Dave Frymuth. Number four is uh, Taj Mahalich. Number three is Joe Rich. Number two is Dave Osato. And the best bike rider to ever touch a fucking bike, period. Better than everybody in the whole world, Jay Miron. Number one. Oh, Josh Harrington. He's hard to <clears throat> keep off that list. Uh, I, I, that's That's mine. And I've had this, like, conversation with, like, a lot of people and like they're always like well where's Ruben at and that's a really crazy one because like if I could do a top 20 I think I could squeeze what would make a really good list because like obviously Volker needs to be there and like people forget about what Eddie Fiola's done but if you took everything like as the top like what they brought to BMX how good they were contests they did companies they rode for uh, new tricks, like you brought everything. That's kind of how I went with the riders that I chose. Like, cause I was, I was, Dig was gonna do an article of like the best riders, and I was like, oh fuck this, I'll write my own. So I just started doing like homework. And Jay Miron just comes up on top on like a lot of things for me. It would be interesting to think of this in <clears throat> terms of just pure 
ability on a bike. Nothing else. Pure ability? Matt Hoffman. Fuck, that's it good. Holy what shit. What about, like, X Games gold medals? <laughs> Jamie Bestwick? Garrett Reynolds? Oh, here's nope. a crazy nope. thing. <laughs> Somebody showed me a home video. Sean White? Of 19... <laughs> Nineteen eighty nine, Matt Hoffman doing a five forty rocket no hander. Put that in your head. Like, there's so many. Tri- and I was like, I never even thought. It, like, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to see somebody do like a three. You know, like, I've thought of maybe somebody doing a rocket five forty, but the idea that he threw a no hander in there with it is just, yeah, I. Hoffman is so great. Obviously, you have Eddie Fiola. He brought it a lot. Ron Wilkerson. Ron Wilkerson was so great for the place. Uh, Dave Mira, obviously. I think Dave Mira's made BMX what it is today, kind of with just Purely ability on a bike. Take <coughs> away influence. Bike. Take away influence. Take away impact. Pure ability while riding a bike. Matt Hoffman. For me, <coughs> he's done so many firsts, invented so many tricks. Yeah, but there's that. I almost feel like that's not a fair thing to say because there's people who ride today that, if they rode at the same time as Hoffman, might have done the same thing. Yeah, but then it's also like Hoffman can't really ride trails. He fucking killed it in the 1990. Meet the streets at the Mission Trails over the big line. He was doing backflip no-handers, and no one could even jump it. Yeah. And he could do flatland, and he was like, either way, I think, if we go now, yeah, like, Garrett Reynolds is, like, impossible. Well, fucking uh, Dennis Anderson's really close to smoking. Actually, Rick Monterno has... <laughs> more number ones in all genres of BMX. Really? Yeah. Because he beat the shit out of everyone and intimidated them, or because, <laughs> or was I, it the mullet? <laughs> definitely the mullet. But like, he's won more freestyle contests and races than <clears throat> anybody. Interesting. Uh, that's a that's one way to to like gauge it. But like even taking that out of Mustang the equation, the rest of them, I know that. Like when you just look at someone's pure ability and skill on a bike, no medals, no first place, anything's, no influence, impact, or anything like that. I feel like it's a totally different story, because you have to have Hoffman involved with this just because of everything <clears throat> that he did. But then. You take away all of the credentials and qualifications that are those things, and it makes it way different. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Someone Chase said Lynn was pretty good at Flatland. Nobody talked. Like, see, we're not even adding Flatland in here because Flatland's fucked too. It doesn't make it like the best bike ride in the world. No one's gonna go Chase Gwynn, best bike ride in the world, because everyone thinks biking is like jumping. You know what I'm saying? But. That's almost why you have to, like, how about this? You know how, like, MTV, or not MTV, but, uh, what's that, uh, music channel that made the, Rolling Stone did the top 100 bands. 
and everyone was like pissed off <laughs> by who like was like in the top ten or the top five. <coughs> well, what do you want to bet that they did that on purpose just for everyone talking just, about it? Yeah, they know what they're gonna do. Like if we made that list, like you could on purpose put someone so ridiculously not like deserving of being at the top at the top just so everybody gets mad about it are we allowed to are we allowed to say certain people's names on here yeah, <laughs> you can say anything you want yeah uh, who who would cause the biggest wave if we put them as top 10 <laughs> jason levy <That's>... adam too <laughs> oh <laughs> if we did what just threw somebody somebody in there just to cause a wave oh yeah even he would see that and be like what the greatest bike rider ever yeah has no clue what we're talking about yo i went i went on ice money's uh website it's still up he he says he's sponsored by a limousine company and it's so hilarious (laughs) because that guy is so great dude awesome the stories that oh I like uh, Large Ray, you know you know who Large Ray is? No. He's like he's like Ice Money and those guys. He's just like one of the guys that was in the background of everything, but he still kind of rode. But he yeah. was like the rodeo peanut of our time. Like uh, well, rodeo peanut around oh. anymore, but like the rodeo peanut of that time because he was he'd be at like the AFA contest talking shit to Dennis McCoy when Dennis was like 15, 16. There's a video of it, and it's the greatest thing I ever saw. They had, like, a big video camera, and they're like, yeah, fuck Dennis McCoy, he sucks ass. But they're doing it, like, in person. I don't know why I like it so much, but it's great. Oh, somebody said Nigel Sylvester. Oh, see, that that would be one that would rile people up. Dude, everybody hates on that dude, but I'm so pumped on it. I'm the same way, and I've said it so many yeah. times. I think he's he's opened the doors for people that if they took a, like my prime the the example is look where black man's career went and Nigel went and those two were really good friends and they were paired together and they both had the same opportunities and chances and one guy kept a leveled head and the other guy went the other way <coughs> which one was Nigel which was which one did which, Ricky? <laughs> huh? I said, which one did which, Ricky? I will say, uh, Black Man's a 20 times better bike rider than Nigel, but Nigel's a 20 times better uh, businessman. Yeah. There's Nigel's no denying it. He, he is. He understands business. He's. I got Nigel's Bester Gatorade in the museum. Wow. Drink that shit, you won't. <laughs> well. I, I, I just looked at the time and I didn't realize we were talking. Like, I could sit here for seven hours. Uh, yeah. If any of you guys were here at the beginning when I was going ham, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just met me now, you probably think I suck the most dick in the world and that you hate me. That's fine. Give me a chance. You caught me at a bad night. But if you do know me, you know how I am. Super passionate. I love bike shop. I love BMX. I love everybody. Even the guys making mistakes that we're mad at. Even me and Chad have a soft bone for them. It's just tough. So uh, don't hate on me as much, Kid Wilson. I know you don't know me much. At least you know who uh, 
Uh, at least he knows who Large uh, Ray is. Large Ray's the man. <coughs> but yeah, Chad, thanks for coming on here. Uh, it's great that you stayed this long. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. And uh, if anybody's watching, make sure to uh, support the core BMX shops. Hell yeah, you didn't even say your own shop. You didn't even shout it out or do nothing. I'm He's got a shirt on. That. Just point the sh There it is, right there. All the new stuff says Powers BMX shop, not bike shop anymore. That's my one's vintage, huh? Yeah. I'll, uh... You can support all your local, local and core bike shops. I'll be down there. All right, guys. Well, I think we covered Four pretty much everything. What, Chad? I think the fourth time you said this on the internet, too. So. Well, it's what? been cold. <laughs> and... and I'm going to Louisville next weekend, then Swamp Fest two weekends after that. So maybe we'll be down there. Yeah, I'll see I you there. Uh, my opinion on Brad Sims riding mountain bikes is great because he still does BMX. Let him take some BMX money and bring it back into fucking BMX or some mountain bike money and bring it into BMX. Let's apply that to everything that people hate on in terms of money outside of the BMX world, and BMX will be better off. Well, if we could get that accepted in here. Like, yes, I'm rolling my eyes. Moeller did not, say it. Take advantage of when you have things like that. We're not going to sell scooters to get more money in BMX. I'm sorry. Oh, we're not talking about that. No, <laughs> definitely not. I'm, I'm talking about... You know, taking a milk sponsor, taking, oh, yeah. you know, those things. That's what I'm talking I will, about. I will gladly wrap Curtis in Condom Depot sponsor. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I would I would sponsor the biggest BMX jam in the world with a scooter company if they gave me enough money. Because I would make a BMX event where I'm giving 10 grand to some BMX yep. rider from a scooter company, from people buying scooters, which would be awesome. Yeah, true. Well, uh, I love you guys. <clears throat> uh, stay safe. Uh, don't get mad. Gas prices are going to keep going up. Bye, bike. <laughs> Bye, bike. From your, from your poor shop. <laughs> and if you live in the country like me, get an Amish buggy. Yep. Ride a horse. See you later, Chad. Good night, everyone. I'm going to bed. Where you at? What? I'm here. Good night, everybody. Well, I, I will be after a couple seconds. You got to give me two seconds before you start. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>